0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You may be seated. And David became greater and greater, for the Lord, the God of hosts, was with him. I want to wish you a blessed sixth Sunday after Pentecost. And also, as you know, today's quite a significant national holiday. I want to wish you a happy Independence Day as well. Uh, The Holy Eucharist will be offered today to the glory of Almighty God and the benefit of His Holy Church, uh, with particular intention for the United States of America and gratitude for all the blessings that God has bestowed upon us and in petition for His mercy, grace, and guidance in the days to come. In today's Old Testament lesson, 2 Samuel chapter 5, David is anointed king over all of Israel. Thus the 12 tribes of Israel all come together and support David, and now they're a united kingdom uh, under him. And the first thing that David does as king is he conquers or takes back uh, Jerusalem, which was a stronghold uh, of the Jebusites. Uh, During the period of the judges, the Israelites had uh, conquered uh, what would come to uh, to be known as Zion, uh, but they had not been able to hold it. So David conquers it. He establishes it as the capital of Israel, and it becomes known as the city of David. Now, this is not to be confused uh, with the city of David that we hear of in Luke's gospel, which is Bethlehem. And it's called the city of David also, though uh, primarily in the Old Testament, when it says the city of David, it's speaking of Jerusalem. It's speaking of Zion. But uh, Bethlehem is also known as the city of David because it was the place of David's birth. It was the place that he was from. And Jerusalem is established uh, as maybe what we would call the political capital, but it's also, as we will see later, Uh, As David desires to build a dwelling place for the Lord, it becomes the center or religious capital of Israel as well. So David is anointed as king, and his accession to the throne is the long-awaited fulfillment of God's promise to David. Uh, If Josephus is right that David was 10 years old, I see no reason to argue with Josephus that he was 10 years old when he was anointed, set apart by God for kingship by the prophet Samuel, Uh, then there was 20 years, a 20-year interval between promise and fulfillment. Um, The life of David, I I think I've said this before, is so rich uh, morally and typologically. That is It's rich in the lessons that we can learn from the life of David, and it's uh, even more rich in what the life of David teaches us about the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, As to the former, uh, David shows us how to wait on the Lord. He shows us how to wait on the Lord. For one, he shows us that when we are waiting on the Lord, we're waiting on him to act. We are to remain faithful to him. We are to continue to put our trust in him. And we aren't to try to fulfill God's promises in our own power. Uh, This is again where David and Saul are so different. You remember Saul was uh, beset by the Philistines and Samuel told him to wait and he didn't. Saul decides to go out and to play priest and curry divine favor uh, and offer sacrifice to the Lord of hosts as if he were a a pagan deity that could be uh, manipulated by right alone. On the contrary, David didn't want to make a move. He didn't want to take one step unless he knew that the Lord was with him. He only wanted to act in response to God's action 2nd Samuel 5 verse 12 and David perceived that the Lord had established him king over Israel and that he had exalted his kingdom for his people Israel's sake 20 years David waited i think we need to learn How to wait if you don't have if you don't need to learn this lesson you can just tune out and figure exactly what you're gonna grill this afternoon I think most of us we need to learn how to wait I mean we we may be uh, modern Western society we might be I don't know the most impatient society to ever have existed I mean all the it's really easy Because of all the blessings that we have, that our flesh perverts those blessings into this insatiable desire for immediacy. I don't know about you, but I I hit my knees in the morning. I've got a problem. Hit my knees early in the morning. I want that problem solved by lunchtime. But as we look at the life of David, as we look at Scripture as a whole, in the vast majority of Scripture, and in the overwhelming majority of redemptive history, we find the people of God waiting, waiting on the Lord. Abraham waiting to have a son, Israel waiting to be delivered from Egypt. I mean the author of Hebrews talks about this, that in the hall of faith in Hebrews 11, that these great figures, they lived and they died. They, they got a glimpse, but they, they never saw the Messiah come whom they hoped for. I mean, think about that. that. All the prophets that announced the promises of God from the beginning all the way up to the final prophet, John the Baptist himself being the only exception They lived and they died without seeing the promises of God fulfilled. We have to learn to wait on the Lord. But here's the key. Knowing that as we wait on the Lord, He waits with us. He has not left us as orphans. He gives us his very life, his very presence. Our Lord says, Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. God is with us. Perhaps I'll say it in the first person. I need to learn to wait on the Lord. I have to learn. I've been, God's been trying to teach me this lesson. I believe that with this church that God has called me to this work that God has called me to be uh, your shepherd. I believe with all my heart that all souls is going to be something big, that it's going to be a city set on a hill. But until then, I have to wait on the Lord. We have to wait on the Lord. And I have to give myself to prayer and to ministry of the word. And only walking through the doors that God has opened. Learning that wisdom, that only walking through those doors in our lives that God himself has opened. And having a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit of God that like David, we can actually perceive when God is at work and cooperate with the work that he's doing. So again, that's just one example of... um, the example that David is to us, but he also, again, he he teaches us about Christ. His whole life, uh, well, not his whole life, but most of his life, points to Christ. I mean, even today in our short passage, our short pericope, it's, it's replete, it's full of signs that prefigure and point to and speak of Christ. I mean, David is 30 years old when he's anointed as king over Israel. We know that Jesus, or at least the overwhelming majority of scholars think, that Jesus was about 30 years old when he was anointed by the Spirit. The Spirit descended upon him when he was baptized, and he began his public ministry. David triumphed in Jerusalem and established it as the capital of Israel. Well, Jesus, he entered into the city of David in triumph on the foal of a donkey and established the kingdom of God on earth as in heaven through his death and resurrection. Jesus conquered not the Jebusites, but that for which they stood spiritually, Satan, sin, and death. But whereas David was accepted by his kinsmen, accepted by his brethren Jesus came to his own and his own did not receive him as our lord said in today's gospel a prophet is not without honor except in his home country so as we get into second samuel we'll see the, the first part of it records the success and the blessing of david and David was successful, and he was blessed. Why? Because the Lord was with him. One of the blessings, maybe my, my go-to, one of the blessings that I'll, I'll give to the children at the altar rail is from Luke chapter 2, verse 52, which, which describes... The young Jesus. It says of Jesus that he grew in wisdom and in stature, in favor with God and man. So it's this blessing towards physical health that they would continue to grow up and be healthy, grow in in stature, but also that they would have wisdom. That is, that they would know God and that God's grace, his favor would be upon them. And that the Lord would give them favor out in the world, that people would see the light of Christ shining in them. As trite as it sounds, perhaps as, as hallmark card as it sounds, as pastory, I don't think that's a word, as it sounds, what we need more than anything else. Is, is to know the presence of the Lord. To experience his presence and to realize that he is with us and to be in fellowship with him. David became greater and greater for the Lord, the God of hosts, was with him. It was so for David. May it be so for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.